0: You're listening to Outlandish Outcasts at outlandishoutcasts.com. Welcome to Outlandish Outcasts. I'm your host, Al, with me as always, the lovely Desi. How are you doing tonight, Desi?
1: I'm gorgeous, not lovely.
0: Well, gorgeous, lovely. I'll I'll use gorgeous next time.
1: So I'm I'm very egotistical tonight. Is that even a word? It's my word. I don't know. It's all good. I just Who knows what
0: you are? The world's coming to an end. That's right. (laughs) But outlandish outcasts will go on.
1: We will, because we're outlandish.
0: Everybody needs a distraction. Do you really want to hear another story about the coronavirus? No. no. You want to hear something fun and we interesting? We did that
1: last week, but it was so serious, and and well, at least in our state, it was super serious. Yes, yes. So, definitely. yes.
0: And you know, locally, we had our first confirmed case in our local county today. So that's you know kind of scary. And our state had its first death today. So it's a it's a rough day.
1: It was the first confirmation from the death. What's that? The death was the first confirmation. The
0: death was in Hennepin County.
1: I thought the lady confirmed in St. Louis was dead. No. no. She died. No, she's alive. Oh.
0: She's alive. Unless, uh, unless we have a second confirmed death. The first one came from S- Don South.
1: It's okay. I've already had a drink. Yeah, so okay. We're good. We're that's good.
0: Okay. Anyway. Um. Jump into my story. This one's going to be a little different. Going to take a little longer. It's different? And some people may have heard of it. Um, It was definitely something extremely popular. I remember following it as it came out, glued to my Twitter in 2017. Twitter. Yes, this all took place (gasps) over Twitter.
1: Okay. I'm going to poop my pants if you... uh, I don't think this took place over Twitter, though.
0: This one definitely did. There's no getting around it. Mine um, was
1: 2017.
0: <laughs> have you ever heard of the story of Dear David?
1: Mm-mm. I've heard about Dear John.
0: Uh, no. <laughs> this is not Dear John. Hmm. Um, Adam Ellis, he was a writer and illustrator for BuzzFeed back in 2017. So he wrote for their website, and he uh, was also an illustrator for for them. Okay. In 2017, on August 7th, 2017, he posts on Twitter, and this is what he posts: "So my apartment is currently being haunted by a ghost of a dead child, and he's trying to kill me." Okay. Um, he. How goes, old
1: was he? Did it say
0: the the guy? Yeah. I. Uh, he's probably. It doesn't say he's probably in his late twenties. Okay. You know, I don't know, younger guy. The
1: psychology, I mean, I'm going. It's their family history of schizophrenia, this is, hmm. I ask I the age
0: because
1: this is—I can understand that. Because at some point, things like that can kind of pop into play.
0: He continued, "With um, the first time I saw him, I was experiencing sleep paralysis, and I saw a child sitting in a green rocking chair at the foot of my bed. Um, and he had a huge, misshapen head that was dented on one side, and I did my best to draw a picture of it."
1: That's creepy.
0: Yeah, it's a little creepy, a little creepy. A kid with a, you know, big dent in his head. Like,
1: part of its head was shut off. hmm
0: Exactly, exactly. Um, he continued to post, uh, I had another dream a few nights later when I was in a library that a girl came up to me and said, you've seen Dear David, haven't you? Ah! Uh... I was like, who? And she said, Dear David, you saw him. Uh, in the dream... I say, dear David, how did you die? And he mumbles, in an in an accident in a store. Oh, sorry, I missed a part. Um, in the dream about, in the dream where he met the girl in the library, the girl in the library told him that dear David had died, and you can ask him a question in your dreams, but if you ask him three questions, it's over. He's going to kill you.
1: It's almost like Bloody Mary. If kind you of. Say it yeah, three times.
0: Yeah. So he asks Dear David in his dream how he died. He said, in an accident in a store. Um, uh, he's, he says, Dear David, what happened in the store? And uh, David answers, A shelf was pushed on my head. And then uh, Adam Ellis again posts on his next post on Twitter says, I was frozen with fear and I asked, Who pushed the shelf? David doesn't answer. I realize that I've asked the third question, which I'm not supposed to do. And I wake up absolutely terrified.
1: I'd be absolutely terrified too.
0: Uh, Yeah, me too, me too. And this is all, he's posting all of this on August 7th of 2017. He says, but lately something strange has been happening. For the past four nights, my cats gather at the front door at exactly midnight and just stare at it, almost like something's on the other side. And he posts a picture on Twitter of his cats.
1: Ugh!
0: Staring at the front door.
1: (laughs) I'd be like, I need to move. I need to move right now. Wait a minute. Is this going to follow me?
0: (laughs) You're really on top of this story. Just wait.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I've watched a lot of ghost Um, movies, shows. He he posts on
0: Twitter next. uh, When I opened the door and turned on the hall light, nothing was there. But my cats seem unnerved. Uh, Bushy tails, etc. And that's when... And that's where I am right now. Dear David found me and I th- and I don't know what to do. I'll keep you updated.
1: Mm. <laughs> mm. They need to like get an exorcism of the a blessing in the house yeah. or something.
0: Um. The next day, August 8th, he posts another picture on Twitter. Update for the sixth night in a row. My cats walked over to the door promptly at midnight and stared at it. He posted a picture and then a clock. Him holding a clock in a... And a picture of his cat staring at the door. He uh, he was obviously curious, curious but frightened, you know, wanted to know what's on the other side of the door. I wouldn't
1: open the door.
0: He didn't open the door. What he did was he decided to take his camera up to the people, his phone camera up to the people on his door <gasps> and take uh, some pictures.
1: No, 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 <laughs> no. I'm freaked out. I don't even want to see the they They're picture. not bad.
0: They're not, they're just pictures. They're just pictures of a banister type, you know, nothing bad. He posts those on Twitter and, of course, the internet. Dives in, throws them into Photoshop, blows them up, and they think they found something in the picture. (laughs) It's nothing. It's just a little blemish by the the stairs. Nothing big. I was
1: envisioning, like, an eyeball staring back. Nothing big. Nothing
0: big. But that is... uh, But but he's freaked out, you know?
1: I'd be freaked out, too. How could you not if your cats are, like, showing up at the door and their tails are all, like, poofy, like they're ready to, like... (sighs)
0: I mean, yep. wouldn't you,
1: like, freak out a little? Would you... What? You're the biggest skeptic
0: Yeah, I'm a huge skeptic. Huge skeptic.
1: Wouldn't you be freaked I out? I would be freaked out, definitely. Okay.
0: Okay, now, after this, he moves apartments, but he just moves upstairs. He's in a duplex.
1: That, oh, still <laughs> doesn't make... No, just get out of the building. So he
0: moves upstairs, um, but it doesn't do any good. Um, the cats are still lining up at the door. Uh, he posts on August 9th... Uh, it's been a pretty quiet tonight. I'm going to try to get get a sleep talk app and see if anything happens during the night. One that just records audio in a room.
1: No, that was the biggest mistake he could have done right there.
0: <laughs> I'm heading to bed, but the cats are at the door. It's
1: anything routine. you hear, if you can't afford to move at that moment, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it.
0: Um, Nothing really came of the sleep app that first night, but on August 10. He posted about the cats at the door again, and then said he, somebody told him he should maybe put some salt by the door. So he lined some salt. Salts keep by the door
1: biters out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, the next night on August 11th, he po- or th- on August 10th, he went to sleep. August 11th, he posts that there were 33 recordings on his sleep app the night before, and that uh,
1: oh sleep app. I forgot to put my watch back on. <laughs> Sorry. I just realized my watch is charging upstairs.
0: They were nothing really freaky except for one of the 33 recordings did have like a an electronic sound in the background. You know, just kind of a humming of an electronic. But that, elec- that electronic sound did happen between 2 and 3 a.m. Uh, in the morning.
1: Well, yeah, the witch's hour, 3 o'clock.
0: On August 12th, he said he was going to get out of his apartment for the weekend. He posts a picture of himself, just a very nice picture of himself. And, of course, uh, somebody blows up the door in the background.
1: I was like, what's in the background?
0: And there is a faint image of possibly a face in the background. But he describes it as thinking it's that phenomenon where humans tend to see faces and everything. Okay. You know, when you see something. So I don't have any examples of what it really looks like. But what he decided to do then was get a Polaroid. Because, you know, ghosts and Polaroids work out well.
1: Oh, God.
0: So he bought a Polaroid camera, went, he shot some pictures around his house just to show that, you know, it's a Polaroid camera, here's the pictures, blah, blah, blah. He'd post them on Twitter. And then he went and opened the door at midnight and took some pictures.
1: Oh, God. But
0: the picture he takes outside the door shows nothing. And then he took another picture with his finger over the lens to show that it doesn't quite look like my fingers over the lens. He takes one picture with his finger over the lens and the other picture is what he took of the hallway, which didn't turn out for some reason.
1: This blackness standing in front of it. And of
0: course the internet, you know, they blow things up. They do anything they can. They try to dig in and see what can we find. And they start seeing an image in that darkness of the photograph, that almost maybe kind of looks like a person.
1: <laughs> it looks like rib cage, a spine, yeah, and a pelvic region area with something right there. Like there's a ball right yep. below the spine and above the pelvic, like yep. where the connecting.
0: Or another thing, if you can look at it. If you, could, I see what you're looking at, but if you look at just the bottom portion of the photo, you see a face, eyes looking at you. No. Okay.
1: I don't know what that is, but that's not a face. Yeah.
0: That's this is what the internet argued about.
1: I, I could see where people might get a face out of that, but that's a pelvic mm-hmm. turned to its side.
0: Um, then a bunch of other people started posting on Twitter what they had got when they had run the um, Polaroid pictures through, you know, different software to analyze it and whatever. And people were getting things like this. Basically showing a silhouette of a person in the background in the doorway.
1: But he was standing in the doorway. So why is the Polaroid...
0: This is a different picture that he took with the door open. He took a lot of pictures. I could go through each of them, but I'd be here all night. (laughs) (laughs) There are like... (laughs) <laughs> if you're really interested in this, do some Google searches. There are 4-hour videos dissecting this situation on YouTube. So Funny. <laughs> anyway, we'll fast forward a little bit here. Uh he does a he one of his friends did say he needed to get some sage, so he got some sage and burned it in his house and, you know, whatever It'll you can
1: cleanse. do. To, it cleanses, yeah.
0: Um and it's, you know, we're still in, you know, middle of August here. Um he hadn't dreamt about David in a few months now, but he did. uh But he appeared late last night. This is what he posts on August 15th in the dream. My bedroom was filled with hazy smoke, but I could see David sitting on the chair across the room. He was smaller this time, almost shrunken. He didn't uh say anything except look at me. Anyways, it all feels like a bad omen. Um, he posts then again on the 18th it's been 2 weeks cats are still at the at the door he's got some pictures of the cats looking at the door um he he's starting to think that it's just a bunch of small things all happening at once nothing's really a big deal all taken in you know by itself but people are telling him he should probably move out of his house Uh, on August 18th, there's a huge thunderstorm that rips through New York.
1: Ooh.
0: No, nothing big, but he was really scared about it, so he posted about it.
1: yeah, with thunder, it's supposed to be, like, if you're into this kind of stuff, I used to be really into this Mm -hmm. kind of stuff, but thunderstorms, it's like nighttime, there's more, like, electricity in the air, Mm -hmm. and then with the thunderstorm, things like that tend to emphasize because they feed off of that electricity.
0: Uh, The, on August 21st, on uh, Monday night, he described falling asleep and having a dream about David dragging him through a warehouse, um, like, by his arm, like, literally dragging him, and he just, just didn't fight back and let him drag him. Um, he wasn't sure what the dream meant, but he woke up, and a couple hours later noticed a bruise on his arm. You know, that bruise could have came from anywhere, <laughs> but he had a bruise on his arm. He did post a picture. You can't really see the bruise in the picture, but um, he then decided to go get some coffee, went outside. And right outside of his apartment, there was this um, repair shop that would repair like food carts, mm-hmm. but it was empty. It'd never been empty before, but it was open and it looked like an empty warehouse. Sitting in the middle of that empty warehouse is a green chair, very similar to the green chair that's in his bedroom that David sits in in his dreams.
1: Oh, weird. <laughs>
0: yeah on its way back from getting coffee the warehouse was all shut up and closed up and locked and you couldn't see anything so on august 25th he starts he posts about getting um he, he posts on twitter uh, there have been a few small developments in my apartment but nothing really you know really huge uh he just knows that he's scared um he was almost used to the routine of the cats getting around the, the door around midnight, but they started doing it at 10 o'clock all of a sudden instead of midnight. And then at about 1030, his phone would ring every night. from a call, uh, no, His phone would show no caller ID. And it did this every night for three, four nights in a row. Finally, he answered the call on the fourth night and there's nobody there. And he waits. He doesn't say anything. And he waits. And he thinks he hears breathing. And then somebody says, hello. And he hangs up. He's freaked out.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: And August 28th, he posts that he's getting ready to take a trip to Japan. Uh, so he bought a pet cam. So he keep an eye on his cats while he was gone. <laughs> he's going to
1: keep an eye on more than just his
0: cats. <laughs> That's kind of what I thought. Um but he posts, he, he sets up the camera in the house before he leaves and he's still at the house and so just has it record kind of at night. Uh, the first video he posts is of his living room. I'm not going to actually play the video, but I'll tell you what happens. This is just a shot that the camera was taking and about eight seconds into the video, the chair slightly starts to rock. Okay. The next night, same, same image, about 15 seconds into this video um, a turtle that's sitting on the on the wall, a turtle shell that's up on the wall, falls. So at this point, he's extremely freaked out, of course, but he's gonna take that trip to Japan.
1: I, I would have been freaked out at the beginning of all of this.
0: Oh yeah, me too, me too. And there's there's a, a bunch of tweets in between here, just kinda mild updates on weird things going on. Nothing that really nothing really huge and standing out, but just some weird, you know, weird little things that happen. Throughout the throughout the time, ah, it go? So, but he does take that trip to Japan. He's gone for two weeks, and he's in Japan. And he notices he's at this uh, he's at like he's in front of like a statue of in Japan. And he notices this a statue of this woman and some babies. And one of the kids that she's holding looks like he has kind of a dented head, and he gets all freaked out. <laughs> oh my gosh! Anyway, he does uh, come back home he has a few more things go on in the apartment, some electrical issues where light bulbs are going on, going off in the, in the hallway or, you know, two light bulbs burnt out within a matter of two days. And he thought that was really weird. Um, there's, there's a long, I'm not going to really go into it, but there's a long story in here about his attic and his landlord coming up there and finding a little boy's shoe in the attic, like an old leather shoe. Okay. Um, it, it, he, he goes on for a long time before they go up there about this, this trap door and is in the hallway and all this stuff. But eventually, just know that eventually the landlord comes in and sees the, um, and they find the shoe in the attic and the landlord also finds a little marble and he had been hearing weird noises like of something rolling around above him. Okay. And the landlord found a marble. Not, you know, just another weird little coincidence. Um, November. 2017, November 5th, he posts, in a dream I saw him in the chair again. I don't have the chair in my room anymore, uh, but this time it was a recliner I've had for years. He was just sitting there staring at me. But just like the first time, I felt paralyzed and couldn't move. But this time, something was different. Um, It's better I just show you. He had a camera running. And this is what he posts on Twitter. It's a picture. And in the picture, you can clearly see there's something sitting there
1: looks like a doll
0: it does it looks it looks the like it's
1: not even dented
0: no but it looks like a doll of some kind and that's what is caught by this camera at night while he's asleep in his bedroom this is where most that's where of where i'm like you know if most of the internet at this long. point most of the internet at this point starts to go this is <laughs> you're, fake. This, you're full of shit, buddy. <laughs>
1: That's what I'm thinking right now, too.
0: And uh, he gets, it gets, he posts.
1: Those are baby doll pajamas. Y-
0: yes, they are. <laughs> um, over the course of the next few months, um, every once in a while, he'll post updates, you know, but nothing really major going on. And then on December 12th, he posts another picture of his bedroom. With what appears to be a little person <laughs> or doll. That's a mannequin. On the other side of the room.
1: Like there's no hair.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What's on the floor? I don't know. There's something like right in the front there with blankets. Like mm. people are sleeping there.
0: Maybe they are. I don't know. Um... That's his bed. That's him sleeping. Oh. That's his, that's that's this guy's bed and that's where he's sleeping.
1: Well, that thing is too big and it's not rocking in a green chair.
0: No, no. And, and then he posts another picture where it <laughs> fell over.
1: <laughs> My God, it's an alien.
0: <laughs> um, There's a bunch of pictures here. Many of them over and over and over again. But the final, one of the final ones he posts is this thing standing over him while he's sleeping.
1: I don't see it standing over him.
0: He's laying on the bed.
1: Oh, I see it now. Yeah, I
0: And according according to Adam Ellis, this is all, you know, just being taken while he's sleeping by this. nanny cam I don't believe that, that
1: because it looks different. It looked naked in the second one where it fell over even.
0: Mm-hmm. Um one of the last pictures is that image right over him, like right on top of him, and this is where he said he woke up. There's nothing there, and he couldn't breathe, like he was out of breath. According to,
1: like it was choking Adam him. Ellis.
0: Yes, yes. He then takes a trip to m- Montana. He's from Montana. He decided to go back and see his parents in Montana for a week. He said he was really freaked out while he was there. He thought he saw somebody outside the window walking around. He wakes up in the morning. There's like deer tracks all over. I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> that is and I, funny. I remember this unfolding this is you know a f- six months period from start to finish here and it was very fun to watch on twitter but on january 2nd he posts about having a horrible new year's he went back home he was back home he was dreaming a lot about david again he had more dreams about him hovering right above above his bed and plummeting down on him um he posts one more picture of what he says caught by the camera this one is him laying in bed in the doll thing like right on top of him
1: it looks like a cat with a (laughs) shirt on it
0: could be he's got cats he's got cats
1: like it's on all fours that is super weird it's hard to tell on your laptop there that you're handing back and forth
0: and and we're almost to the end of this um on january 16th he posts on instagram a picture of him and one of his friends that he went out to dinner with and the picture he thought turned out like it turned out on his phone when he posted it turned out but then when it got uploaded to instagram it like was all weird and funny and like he says it didn't look like that on his phone uh but it like just was all distorted and things like that and people say that they could see a face inside of his face. And at this point his followers on Twitter and Instagram are starting to believe that he has now been possessed by David.
1: No. No. No.
0: The next few posts that he has no. on Twitter don't make aren't, aren't like the last ones. The punctuation isn't there. Are There's the no audience, capitalization.
1: Are the people Writing the story, and he's just going along with what they're saying for fun.
0: I will tell you my theory in just a minute. We're okay. almost there. We're okay. almost there. Uh, there's a couple of more videos that he posted of the cats staring at a camera, but they don't make much sense, and he doesn't describe them at all. Um, he wasn't post. He wasn't saying much on Twitter. Just posting these weird videos of a cat. On February third, two thousand eighteen, he posts everything is fine. Nothing is capitalized, which is not like him. You know, he was a, a prolific writer. It's what he does for a living. Um, he, on February 6th, he posts, uh, wasn't an easy choice, but he left BuzzFeed. He was no longer going to be working there. Uh, he decided it was his time to turn attentions towards his own personal projects. He's nervous about what the future holds, but feels good. On February 13th, he posts, uh, please don't worry about me, I'm okay. Everything will be like it was before. Um, and on... Where's the date?
1: I feel like he's just captivating an audience is what he's doing. In the
0: middle of March, he posts some Dear David news. Dan Lin, producer of It, will be producing a Dear David mm-hmm. film with street Mike Van Wales, writer of The Conjuring. So he sold the rights to the story of Dear David. So he tells this story over six months. He sold the rights. A movie is being made. It has not been made yet. There hasn't been any, anything produced yet. But he still says that it's real.
1: Well, of course, he sold the rights.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> he sold the story, though.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. He sold the story. The story has been sold and a movie is, just is being Just
1: listening made. to that, I didn't believe it.
0: I didn't believe it. First of all, I'm a huge skeptic about this kind of stuff. I'm
1: really not a skeptic. But I it was there very interesting to
0: follow day by day as it was coming out. <sighs> I would was have like, stopped this halfway is cool. like
1: this is bullshit.
0: I just thought it was a very interesting way to tell a story, you know, a different way. Not by video, not by to audio. Captivate just through, an audience through Twitter is what he was over a long period of time.
1: And he was letting the audience run the story.
0: Yeah, I'm sure he was, yeah, of course.
1: That's what I got out of it. Yeah.
0: And, you know, it all ends with the guy, you know, quits his job at BuzzFeed and, you know, sells the rights to his movie. And literally, he's had no public appearances other than a couple of interviews about the movie where he's, you know, stated, yes, it's true. But of course he's going to say, that's what you say when you're trying to sell a horror story. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Exactly. I
0: just, I've been thinking about telling this story on the podcast since like episode two because I followed it from the beginning and I've loved the story. And I thought, well, time to. Time to tell it today
1: and you knew it was going to take over 20 minutes to get it out there exactly <laughs> <laughs> we should have started off with make sure you pull up the links so they can follow the pictures yes as we will you have this we
0: I will have a link to the story and a, a timeline of every tweet in the story every picture every video it's all we will have it in the uh, uh, in the show notes but on the unless website.
1: it's posted with the release of the episode nobody's gonna know to pull up the link right away
0: well it'll be in the show notes and whatever device they're listening on they they populate On in every my device.
1: second story, just so we all know, pull the link up as I tell the story. Mine's okay. a little longer, but not like your long.
0: <laughs> Sorry. It was a
1: good story though. I'm not gonna say it wasn't. I don't so. tell long
0: ones very often. I know. No, long you don't. Ones long.
1: And it actually had me like I was listening. Yeah. Usually I just interrupt you. <laughs> so uh my first story tonight though. You've heard of the Bermuda Triangle, right? Of course. Have you heard that it's been solved?
0: Um actually I read something eh, within the last month of uh, that it it wasn't about it being solved but it was about it was a long article detailing every uh, like almost every incident that's happened in explaining every incident that had happened just about
1: I have not seen that I have not saw that However what I pulled was from 2017 Okay The mystery of Bermuda Triangle has been solved um, I got this off of I fucking love science. Of course, I follow that.
0: Yeah, it's a good site.
1: <laughs> um, Planes and boats, they do not go missing in the space between Puerto Rico, Florida, and Bermuda any more than they do any other part of the world. So there's no statistical significance to the region at all. Um, even though there's plenty of neutral mechanics, uh, mechanicisms, I can't even say it, mechanisms. Mechanisms? There we go, thanks. So, um, where did I put that N in, in the beginning? Anyways, uh, which could sink boats over the ocean, almost none of them exist in the triangle. So, um, the triangle has made it into the news again. Um, But for the first time in ages, the reports are actually pointing out that the phenomena simply doesn't exist.
0: Okay. I can see this. I could see how this could happen.
1: So um, during an on-air interview, uh, news.com in Australia, uh, Carl, (laughs) not going to say the last (laughs) name. We'll just call him Carl. Carl. It looks fun, though. Krasilinicki. I don't know. Well known scientist, um, communicator out of Australia notes that the number of vessels and aircraft that disappeared in the area is the same as anywhere else in the world on a percentage basis.
0: Cool. So, this is the kind of stuff I really like where it takes something that a lot of people believe is true and then just says, you know what? It's true everywhere. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it's close to the equator. This. Triangle yeah. um, near a wealthy part of the world. So you have a lot of traffic. Mm-hmm. Um, the myth behind the Bermuda Triangle began several when several high-profile uh, mil- military convoys um, had their rescue missions, and things went down in the region between the First and Second World Wars. Mm-hmm. So it's just...
0: I, was wonder, I, I always wondered where it kind of started, you know, where the... Where the Apparently, where the we're a
1: ritzier part of the world, so yeah. people pay attention a little bit more, I guess, okay. or something. Yeah, that I makes have sense. No idea. It makes
0: sense. I mean, uh, I'm sure just as many ships go down in the, in the Persian Gulf around Iraq and Iran, but people just yes. don't care. Well, no, they don't care. people but, do
1: in that area, though. Yeah, but, but this, people here don't I care. I think the Bermuda Triangle probably maybe gets more world news.
0: It's possible, yeah.
1: That I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but according to this guy in Australia, that is the case. Okay. So... I believe it. Um, And they are also saying back in the days, pilots could drink before <laughs> flying. So... It may have been some weather conditions. It could have been an operator error. Yeah. Yep. Um, I do remember watching unsolved mysteries as a child and listening to a pilot who actually survived. And he said, there was a plane next to me cause they were talking about the Bermuda triangle. So mm-hmm. I've had interest in this since I was little. Yeah. Well, if he was drinking,
0: he yeah. could have very well <laughs> so saw very well something saw next something. to him that yep. really
1: wasn't there. Yep,
0: for it sure. happens. For sure. He could
1: have been on something too. You don't know. Um, But the U.S. Board of Geographic Names does not recognize Bermuda Triangle as an official name and does not maintain an official file on the area. So there is no evidence that mysterious disappearances occur um, with any greater frequency in the Bermuda Triangle than any other large well-traveled area of the ocean.
0: Yeah, I can I can totally believe this. So. It makes so much sense to me that and I can see how it doesn't take much whether it's um a good story from you know a, a newspaper or a. I always or, thought it was
1: cool though growing no, up like of course Ooh, the bermuda triangle why and would anyone want to go to bermuda from the florida like and whoever is stupid whoever was <laughs> the first to
0: invent that was a genius you know they were well, i don't you know, know, they, know if they, they, they were manipulating invented it. what you were your thought of it and instead of just making it a ho-hum this is a place where accidents happen because there's a lot of traffic instead they Put something mystical behind it. I mean that's how a lot of stories start.
1: Well, you know? recently people have been suggesting like methane bubbles that are underneath like okay. the ocean crusts and stuff, but um that's been confirmed there are no methane mm-hmm. bubble pockets or anything in that region. Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: yep, yep, so yep. it's
1: not methane bubbles either. It's just it it's happens just a high everywhere. And it's not, it's that and the wealth. Yeah. Oh, of course. So it's being taken notice of. Yep.
0: Yep. Cool, cool. The Bermuda Triangle is no more.
1: I love the Bermuda Triangle, but maybe now I'll go to Bermuda one day. (laughs) Before I wouldn't because I didn't want to disappear into thin air. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's why I don't like taking plane trips anywhere either. And the thought of being on a cruise scares the crap out of me. Yeah. It's a good time not to go on a cruise. It is. No, thank you, but it is buy one, get two weeks free. It
0: is. You can get a really good deal on a cruise right now. No, thanks.
1: <laughs> Pass.
0: Anyway, my second story is much, much, much shorter than my first.
1: <laughs> I hope it's a lot shorter than your first, or you, you're going to take us into an hour. But it
0: is a sticky story.
1: Sticky, like honey?
0: Like super glue.
1: Ooh, I love super glue.
0: I have always been curious, how does super glue, how did they find it? How did they discover they super glue? They make it. Well, of course they made it, but how? Or how did they get to this point? So I'm going to tell a little history about superglue.
1: Okay.
0: Um, Dr. Harry Wesley Coover. During World War II, 1942, he was looking for a way to easily put sights onto guns. Okay. So he was trying to develop a substance that would, you know, stick the sight to the gun. Okay. And he, you know, working in a lab, just uh, happened upon the, I cannot pronounce this, crylate?
1: You sound like me now.
0: Yeah. Uh, Say it again
1: three times fast. No. Do Ki- it. Do it, do it. Do it. Do uh, it.
0: He discovers this substance Ugh, that's so extremely boring. sticky. <laughs> and... He tries to use it in in what he's trying to do to stick sights onto guns, but it's so sticky that it's stuck to everything.
1: Well, yeah, super glue. Sometimes I get my fingers stuck together. I'm like, so guess I can't do anything today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so he abandons the project. He's like, this isn't going to work for what I'm trying to work, and he just kind of puts it away. About ten years later, um, Coover's attention, the doctor who was working on it prior. Uh, had thought of it again because he was working on another um, project for the military trying to stick two aircraft pieces together. Okay. So he's like, hey, I had this substance back in the day. Maybe it'll work for this. And it works. Um, He changed the composition of it a little bit. um, And he, he realized that basically what it was doing, the substance was doing, was it will become extremely sticky to any substance that has any form of moisture around it. And that's how super glue works. So then he shares that information with the military, and they realize during Vietnam, well, this is great for fe- sealing battle wounds. You know, so that's one of the second, like the second place it was ever used for was sealing battle wounds. Weird. And shortly after Vietnam, it was sold to, um, anyway, they did, they, they, oh, they sold the company to, or they sold the, the patent to a company called Loctite. Um, and, hmm. and they, um, Patented the name, or they trademarked the name Superglue. Um, it was originally sold to medics, uh, hospitals, and then before his death in 2011, there were over 600 or 460 patents were held by uh, Dr. Coover uh, on how and all relating to Super Glue and and how it worked. So he made a fortune selling this great idea that he originally used to try to stick sights onto guns. I thought that was kind of cool. Like,
1: that is kind of cool. I kind of like that. Yeah. So, yeah, cool. Well, my next story, I'm going to hand you a little video because uh, you're going to want to definitely kind of check this out as if you have, like, I don't understand what I'm saying. Okay. There's a video to describe it. Um, the mysterious case of Elisa Lamb. Oh, my um, God.
0: I love this story.
1: There are mysteries that are so eerie and strange that they boggle the mind for days on end. Uh, The case of Elise Lynn, or Lam, um, is one of them. February 13th, this 21-year-old student from Vancouver, Canada was found dead inside Cecile Hotel's rooftop water tank in Los Angeles. Uh, The L.A. County Department of... Coroner ruled the death accidental due to drowning, and said no traces of drug or alcohol were found during the autopsy. Which how can you that rule it an video, accident? Getting
0: stuck in a water like tower thingy? Yeah, never mind. Watching the video, <laughs> I don't need to watch the video because I have watched this video many times. It, it is freaky. It is freaky. I'm <laughs> waiting for somebody
1: to jump out when I was watching it. Like, what the heck is going on? so um and maybe a lot of our listeners have heard this story it's, before it's a very, I'm not po- very sure. popular story um but definitely check out the video um however uh much more to the story than what is implied by police reports the first piece of evidence that needs to be considered is the elevator surveillance tape which is on the website that's going to be posted on her page Mm -hmm. it records elise's behavior for only a few moments before she lost her life um at first elise enters the elevator and apparently presses all of the buttons and then waits for something to happen but for some reason the doors don't even shut and i even thought that was Mm -hmm. kind of weird like uh, and she wasn't
0: doing it in a fun way like they did on elf (laughs)
1: i <laughs> know uh, she wasn't waiting for she the christmas frantically
0: tree. Pr- pressing those buttons definitely scared of something
1: yep and she starts to look around as if she's experiencing or hiding from someone um at 157 her arms and hands start moving in a very strange manner which i was watching it and i'm like that is kind of creepy mm-hmm. but it's almost like she's like trying to explain something to somebody mm-hmm. though too yeah like I don't know how to explain it. And she could have double jointed knuckles where her fingers go up that high. It was really kind of weird. Just watch the video. Um, So she then walks away. The elevator door is shut. um, And it appears to start working again. And then right after the event of the video, um, she apparently gained access to the rooftop of the hotel, climbed to the water tank, and somehow ended up drowning in it. Her body was found two weeks later um, after her death, after her hotel guests were complaining about water tastes and color.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, dead body in the water. That'll do yes. it. Yes. It. That'll do it to you.
1: Um, the body had been decomposing in the water tower for 19 days compared er, is what the police report stated. Mm -hmm. She was found naked with her belongings floating beside her and covered with a sand-like substance. So that's kind of weird.
0: That is really weird.
1: Um, There was no suicide note. The door to the roof was locked and alarmed. So for not to trigger the alarm Mm -hmm. is kind of weird. Um, So this was raising questions on how she could get on the roof in the first place, um, you do need a ladder and a strong arm to climb the tank, which I could actually see her doing. That yeah, though.
0: that that that's not surprising. How she got there is the surprising yes. part. Yes,
1: um, and there was no ladder on scene either, so that was the other thing okay. too. Um, and Elise was five five and weighed one hundred and twenty one pounds. And then, seeing the surveillance footage, footage most people would conclude that she was under the influence of drugs. And it does kind of look it, like... That would be my that. first like, thought, is there's she's There's nobody on there, nobody's... Who is she running from, is my first thought. Mm-hmm. And then my second thought is, is she talking to somebody that's not there? Like, like... Yeah, maybe. Is she drunk? Is she on some hallucinogenic? But they say, they say there was nothing, but in, she, her system, nothing huh? in system. she's nothing in the system. Um, so... And she had no history of drug use any either, so... um So this is kind of still a mystery to people. The Hmm. L.A. authorities ruled June of 2013. Her death was accidental and she was probably bipolar. I was thinking more schizophrenic because it looked like she was seeing somebody that wasn't there. And bipolar is not that. Um, That being said, uh, some questions remain unanswered. And how did she... Um, end up in the hotel water tank. Yeah, that like it that's doesn't make any sense. The most like, biggest thing, like,
0: they, I'm sure I'm sure this was investigated thoroughly, but uh, well, what what stands out in my mind is like hotel employee of some kind that, doing something. We've got mean, somebody who's got it's access a to the roof area who's to access.
1: Got, so you need to have access of some sort, or how else did she get there? Yeah, and. The other thought is, was she murdered by a ghost? Because apparently this place is haunted. Supposedly haunted, okay. There's a yep. few serial killers that stayed there because it's close to this place called, um, so this was close to Skid Row near the Cecile Hotel. Okay. So okay. I'm assuming it's like a jail, prison. Uh, I don't know what Skid Row is.
0: Skid Row is just a it's, a, it's an area in LA that is very poor. Um, okay. But at one point wasn't, and uh, the Cecile Hotel is a famous haunted hotel. Um, American well, Horror Story Richard... actually did a um a, a, a whole season loosely based on that hotel. Um, oh,
1: I'm kind of shocked you actually know about this, but uh, Richard Ramirez was a serial killer who who stayed there, mm-hmm. and the Austrian serial killer Jack Unterweger okay. stayed there. Yeah. So so maybe it is it's
0: very possible very haunted possible, very possible so yeah i wouldn't know anything about it but uh, except for american horror story doing their season on and the whole premise of their season was this hotel and it was modeled after that hotel and it was um all these serial killers died in that hotel and they were stuck there forever type thing
1: and and that's kind of that thought too with yeah. this like did Was she murdered by a ghost? Maybe. Um, They did think it was really strange, though. Six months after she died, Mm -hmm. um, on her Tumblr account that she had, started showing images on there just randomly popping up. So they don't know if she, like, set them timed out to pop up. Yeah,
0: you can do that. But
1: this picture that if you click on the link and you scroll past the video... To look at hmm. it's kind of weird because it shows a picture of a girl and it kind of fades into a blob mm-hmm. of nothing
0: yeah that is really weird
1: so it is a little weird
0: really so, weird
1: but that is my second story it was going to be my first but i drilled you on what your first yeah. was and you actually said something <laughs> so I figured, mix it up a little, mix yeah. it up a little.
0: I, 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 that video, I've watched it so many times. It is so freaky. It's freaky. It is, like wa- like I'm watching it and I was like, it was like intense. It
1: like it's real life. Yeah. It's intense. Yep, Intense.
0: It is. Yeah, that is.
1: It's more intense than a movie because you know it's really happening. If or you it really in, happened. If
0: you are into these unsolved like cases like this and really like ones with video and haven't seen this one, this one is more um, disturbing than the Missy Beavers video.
1: I've never seen Missy Beaver.
0: Oh, it's okay. Well, you'll have to watch it sometime. Okay. It's It's weird, but not weird, but it's just.
1: Well, this Freaky. stuff intrigues me. You yep. know, this stuff intrigues yep. me. I fall asleep to we come on our anniversary weekend getaway, and I fell asleep to what? Forensic, forensic files. files.
0: Yeah, it kind of reminded me of when we first met. We <laughs> fall asleep to forensic files. You <laughs> even asked
1: me, "How do you sleep with this stuff on?" I don't know. It's comforting. <laughs> <laughs> like that should have been your first cue. Like, yeah. the girl's nuts. But I was going to school for psychology and the brain and how it works you know, it really intrigues me.
0: My uh, my final story is inspired by our anniversary weekend.
1: Ooh! Not anything that
0: happened on our anniversary weekend, just a, a thought that popped into my head over our anniversary weekend. So I started doing That's some digging scary. and looking. We were walking around the fourth floor of the Mall of America. Okay. And we walked by a very famous restaurant.
1: Hooters? Hooters. Okay.
0: And I started thinking, I'm like... Is there like the opposite of Hooters anywhere?
1: What would like it a be, flat chest? Like a
0: chain restaurant for women?
1: Dicks? It's right next to Hooters. <laughs> but, <laughs> we walked past that too.
0: <laughs> that's not the same thing though.
1: <laughs> Guys aren't walking so, around with their ball cleavage? I, I
0: did some digging and there, was, there was one. <laughs> it was only open <laughs> My for a God. year. It was open for a year. Nobody in wants Dallas, to Texas. see
1: it. What is it called?
0: It's called Tallywhackers.
1: Oh, <laughs> my God.
0: The guys, the waiters are dressed like that.
1: Okay, hold on here.
0: Basically in Speedos.
1: <laughs> Gross. Nobody wants to see a guy in a Speedo. I don't know. Like, I,
0: it, it was open in Unless Dallas. Unless it's
1: a loincloth. You've got the wrong idea.
0: From May of 2015 to May of 2016, they were open. No. They Tarzan. had oh. a menu. Oh. They had a menu filled with things like appetizers, cocktails, <laughs> and their famous S&M burger, which was Swiss and mushroom. <laughs> the, uh,
1: Me and the girls at work are going to come up with a much better place. And plus, we're from the area we're yep. from, so we're a little raunchier. So this place is going to be great.
0: The, uh, every, every meal came with a dessert called the Tallywhacker Sunday. It was basically two scoops of ice cream with a banana. You can imagine how it's placed.
1: Tallywhackers? Come on.
0: <laughs> Tallywackers in Dallas. It didn't last long. You can't go to eat there now, but if you did, let me know. <laughs> Should
1: have been called Splits.
0: Well, it was called, it was called Tallywhackers after um, the 80s movie Porky's. Because they call a penis tallywhackers in Porkies.
1: That's because you couldn't say penis. Well, they, back in the eighties, they sec- couldn't say Wait, penis, but that movie Porky's is full of out, 70s, naked 80s? people.
0: <laughs> Early eighties. Eighties. Early eighties. I used to own it.
1: I did. When I was a
0: teenager, it was like, oh yeah, this is the dirtiest thing ever. I got Porkies. Yeah, it was awesome.
1: That is hilarious. Never saw it.
0: Yeah. It's funny. It's a funny movie, but it's old raunchy eighties comedy.
1: Funny, funny. Well, my last story, I don't think is going to top your last story because I kind of like last story. What can top a tallywhacker? Nothing can top a tallywhacker. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. Um, I did want to let you know, remember when you said that we would get married when hell freezes over? Yeah. Well. Did hell freeze over? It did a few times, a couple times actually. Uh, hell, Michigan. Hell,
0: Michigan. Yeah, I know, yeah, know about yeah. hell, Michigan.
1: So I guess we get to get married now. Okay. Surprise! Yay. I thought I'd tell you that with our anniversary up here now. So,
0: okay.
1: um, so I think we should go to Hell, Michigan, and get married. Okay. So we can get married in Hell. Get married in Hell. That way. Do
0: we have to do it while it's frozen? I really don't want to go there in the winter.
1: I don't want to get married in the winter. Me Disgusting. Either. That's what I was saying. I don't want to get married in the summer with the humidity either. That's true. I'm a fall girl. I like the colors yeah, on the I like tree. Spring. With the mud. Disgusting. Yeah, when things are coming
0: to life, not when they're dying.
1: But death is so pretty.
0: Yeah, okay, whatever.
1: Oranges and reds. <laughs> anyways, yeah, we can go get married in hell. Mm-hmm. So that way everything from then on out, you know, it's got to look better than being yeah, in hell. of course. So anyways, uh, the history of hell. I brought up Hell, Michigan, because I'm going to talk about Hell, Michigan. Okay. So just a little bit of of history before I I bring up the whole intriguing part of what I thought was interesting about it. Um, It was first settled in 1838 by George Reeves. Hell started out as a grist mill and a general store on the banks of what is now called Hell Creek. So George's habit of paying the local farmers for the grain with some distilled whiskey led many Mm. wives to comment, He's going to hell again. (laughs) So when questioned about their husband's whereabouts during harvest time, the name stuck and hell became the official town name in
0: 1841.
1: Cool. So um, one thing you could do if you go to hell, and actually if you go to their website, go to Mm -hmm. (laughs) hellmi.com, you can actually go there and sign up to be mayor of hell for a day. Really? So... Or an hour. You could do it for an hour. But I saw that and I'm like, I want to be the mayor of hell that for a be day. Cool. I'd be like, you're all going to listen to me or you're going to burn. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought that would be cool. You have to reserve your spot, though. So you'd have to go to the website and they do have an event page. Okay. So if you want to go there during an event, it looks like they have a bike rally, like a motorcycle bike rally. Yeah, that makes sense. In June. Okay. So, well, yeah. Hell, hell, hell's
0: Angels. But those
1: are i thought hell's angels were from california
0: uh they are but they're all I suppose over the country they have now. different
1: groups and stuff like that little uh chapters mm-hmm. i think it's what they're called i don't know but yeah so i think this summer one of our plans we should do is we're gonna go to hell and we're gonna come back and talk about our experience as hell because i i don't know if you want to be mayor but i want to be mayor that would be cool plus they give you stuff if you're mayor for a day
0: Cool. Well, we we were talking about making a Michigan trip this summer, going to somewhere close fun.
1: to home, but yet somewhere yeah. the kids. I've been to Michigan before, but I figured. So bad, but I was
0: twelve. You know, or I was 10 an adult. Tristan
1: like was with me, but the two younger ones have not been yep. to Michigan. And, to Michigan and hell, I thought might be a fun place. Plus, I thought it would be fun to stop with them at the sand dunes mm-hmm. on the northern part of Lake Michigan, yep. so they can. Check it out. White sand with a pretty blue. You, It almost looks like you're at the Caribbean.
0: Yeah. So Cool. Well, we'll definitely have to plan a trip for the summer. Then
1: we'll have to talk about what it was like in hell.
0: We will. We'll, we'll tell everybody what it's like in hell.
1: I've been to hell.
0: And back. I even
1: got married in hell. <laughs> he said over my dead body and I was like, well, we're in hell. <laughs> Why not?
0: Funny, 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 funny. I could funny. see
1: us getting married in a place called hell. Yeah,
0: so could I. So could I.
1: Just so we could talk about it. Yep. I love it.
0: Yep, yep. Anyway, if you like anything you heard or like to comment on any stories we've done, you can always send us an email at outlandishoutcasts at gmail.com.
1: Or you can come to Facebook at Outlandish Outcast Podcast, leave us a comment, share our little page, and ask your friends to like us and listen because we are, I am hilarious.
0: And while you're looking for the Dear David story on Twitter, also come follow Outlandish casts on Twitter.
1: Or you can also make your last stop at Instagram at Outlandish Outcast.
0: Yeah. Make sure you share. Make sure you comment. Leave a review in whatever platform you are listening to this on.
1: Most definitely. I even like the constructive criticism. Yes. Don't be talking bad about me. Only leave it for Al. (laughs) (laughs) She likes constructive criticism
0: as long as it's about me.
1: (laughs) I'll take it either way. I'm pretty good.
0: Anyway. Stay safe, everybody. Find some distractions. Enjoy some life a little bit, and uh,
1: take this seclusion from socialization yes. and and do what you can best with it. Like organize your house. There may be some organization that you need to do.
0: There might be, but I'm too busy social dis- dis- distancing. <laughs> Have a good week, everybody.
1: Bye. <laughs> Oh, mm-hmm.